You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. I'm leaving people. Then Enrique Alvarez Clary. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It's a sad day because all of the uh, blue check marks on Twitter are gone. Rip. I never had one. We lost our blue check. The good news is that Nathan no longer has one. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> that was that was the most annoying times. That dude thought he was so cool. Yeah, I got What's a blue check. Right? I'm verified. <laughs> I mean, you verify because you work at a news station. Get out of here. Nobody wants to listen to your opinions. Mr. Mr. Brennan's going to be back in town this weekend. Just can't stay away from the spring I game. was so close to in, in the group stay. chat when he kept saying, I'm going to be there, boys. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I was so close <laughs> to just be like, dude, no one cares. <laughs> we do have a, still have a group chat. We do still have a group chat with uh, with a couple of us. <laughs> now, now, we do care. He is a friend of ours. But care. I just want to be like, because nobody else was responding. I just want to be like, dude, no one cares. <laughs> It would have been funny. I would have. I would have been about it. Uh, I probably would have. That would probably warranted a liked message from me. Uh, but anyway, okay. Let's dive into this, Rico. Okay. I, I'm just gonna let you take it because okay. because this is your thing. So okay. just take so it away, my man. There's an athletic article going around that says, uh, as we we kind of mentioned, 67 um, four star recruits for Nebraska since 2009. Only three of them have been drafted into the NFL, and and people are taking that as you know a lack of development and and you know just bad recruiting for Nebraska. But I was talking with uh, Bill Bush and Sipple and Jake earlier today when I came into work because they were talking about it today. And Bill asked a question. He said, "Well, how many of those guys even stayed here? How many of those guys finished their careers here? Because if it's a lack of development, they would have had to have been here all four years to to be developed or to to see a lack of development." So. I went through and, and I looked at, since 2009 to 2019, the four-star recruits in those classes and how many of them stayed at Nebraska for four years, how many finished their careers in Nebraska, and how many uh, ended up leaving, who got drafted, and who uh, who was an undrafted free agent. So before we go through the names, I'll just read you the numbers really fast. So 67 recruits, right, since 2009 to 2019, 67 four-star recruits for Nebraska. 33 of those players did didn't finish their careers at Nebraska. Now, that also takes into account uh, players who played four years, had an extra year, and ended up transferring out, like an Adrian Martinez, and there was about two other, two other players, I think offensive linemen, who played four years, had an extra year after a red shirt, and, and uh, ended up transferring out. 27 of those 33 players who didn't finish their careers in Nebraska were transfers. 11 players from those 67, quote-unquote, made the NFL, Three were drafted, and the others were undrafted free agents who played varying amounts of time. So again, 67 recruits, 33 didn't finish, 27 transferred, 11 made the NFL, and three were drafted. Yeah. So, and also, I found this out. So from 2009 to 2019, that's what? How many draft? How many classes? One, two, three, four, five, six, whatever. Eleven. Yeah, eleven classes, ten classes, whatever it is, ten five, classes. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten classes. 11 classes. Seven of the top-ranked recruits. There were no five stars in those. Whatever. Math is hard. Seven. <laughs> this took me – go ahead. Finish. I know. It took me way too long to, like, it, figure it that out. It took me back to the I'm – really, I'm really bad with math numbers, but if you that's give me sport – That's Rico, 10 classes. Rico goes, if you give me sport numbers, I'm good I with got those. You. I got you. 
Okay, anyways, yes. seven of the top-ranked recruits in those classes, because mm-hmm. there were no five-stars, did not finish their careers at Nebraska. Hmm. There you go. Which is an alarming number, because that yeah. is that is the player that you a, either spent a lot of time and resources on, or was just you know the highest-ranked player that you could could nab out of that class at the time and still that's your prized recruit because they're the best recruit that you got out of the class seven of them didn't finish at nebraska well what's what's crazy i mean you look through some of these names and you had i mean so there was a lot of a lot of promise and expectation and and i'm waiting for like texters like wet blanket to come out of the dust to tell us he's right and things like that because (laughs) You have, I mean, you had so many of these guys that came in with so much excitement and promise, just like we do today, and unfortunately just never pan out. And, and so, through the conversations with with various coaches and with with various media, we we've taught we've come to like this consensus that a lot of this is evaluation issues with evaluation, mm-hmm. and. And that's both on the field play and how they are off the field as well. And so it's it's interesting because you hear so many of these good stories of, oh, this guy was a two-star, now he's a top 20 pick in the draft. Oh, this guy was a three-star, now he's going fifth overall. Like you hear so many of these stories year after year. And part of that I think is, ev- yeah, yes, it's de- development once you get there. But I think also part of it's evaluation. And, and what Rico's you- list has now shown is – Something I said yesterday on the drive with with AD and Raf is this isn't specifically just like a. Obviously, we're going to bring up examples of like 2019 and 2020. This is not just a Scott Frost issue. Like this no. has been the Nebraska issue, and why when Raf and I were talking this morning about like hmm, what's the what's the best memory that I can think of, and it's not necessarily a game. It's like specific plays. It's Jamal Turner catching the, uh, an out route in the end zone at Michigan State. It's Demorne Pearsonell and his his kickoff returns or special teams impact. It's Amir Abdullah putting the team on his back against McNeese State. Like it, obviously the hail mary throws is is up there as well. But like it's no, it's not a oh yeah the Big Ten championship or oh yeah the Big Twelve title game. Oh yeah the Fiesta There's Bowl, no, like or okay, the Orange fine. Bowl, like the first okay fine the first half of of the twenty ten Big Twelve title game when Nebraska played against Oklahoma, and they were up seventeen to three at half. Okay, there's a there's a first half, mm-hmm. but other than that, I mean, Nebraska's unfortunately been losing games to Georgia Southern, and that that eventually is what did Scott Frost in finally. But once again, as we kind of talked about, this is definitely like an evaluation issue that I don't know if it's at the core or what needs to happen, mm-hmm. but hopefully Matt Rule and his staff can can figure out a way to right the ship a little bit. And I mean, if you think about the amount of guys who transferred, like I said, 27 transfers, this is a, a, a lot of the transfers happened, you know, during during the portal era, obviously, but a lot of these happened before the transfer portal was a thing. Now, transferring obviously was still a thing that was happening because you can tell by these numbers, but there wasn't a portal. So when everybody says, oh, Mm -hmm. the portal is ruining college football, no, this was happening way before the portal even came into existence. The portal just allows names to be more readily available to coaches and coaching staffs, and it allows for players to not have to sit out a year. So if you think about it, these guys transferring earlier on, in in Nebraska's history, or you know, since 2009, they had to sit out a year, and they were still more more than willing to sit out a year than to stay at Nebraska because 
something was, wasn't going their way. So if I just go through the transfers, right? So if we start in 2009, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go through the transfers. Cody Green, a dual-threat quarterback. We all remember Cody Green. Transferred to Tulsa in 2012. Yep. Chris Williams, a linebacker, transferred to McMurray in 2011. 2010, Braylon Hurd. We remember Braylon Hurd. I do. Transferred to Kentucky in 2013. That same class, Chase Rome, transferred to Memphis in 2013. He was a defensive tackle. And look, if you guys have, have some of these names that you remember, if you have good memories about them or whatever, 402-464-5685. Tell us if you remember, because I don't remember Chase Rome. I do remember Braylon Hurd, though. 2011, this one, there. Th- this is the first, like, a lot of people in this class ended up ended up dipping. Aaron Green. And so Cody Green, Braylon Hurd were your number one recruits in those classes. Aaron Green, the best, the best recruit in that class, transferred to TCU in 2012. Bubba Starling, quarterback, never made it to Nebraska, still counts. Um, as he was drafted in the first round by the Kansas City Royals. Tyler Moore, offensive tackle, transferred to Florida in 2013. Todd Pete, a defensive tackle, transferred to Eastern Arizona College in 2013. Ryan Reeves, medically retired. So this is this is one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reeves, medically retired after the Foster Farms Bowl in 2016. If you remember, in that game, he played three series and then broke his leg. Yeah. Three, three weeks later, I believe. Maybe three, yeah, three weeks later, he medically retired. He's like, I'm, I'm done with football. Uh, Ryan Klatchko transferred to Illinois in 2012 and then medically retired at Illinois because he had too many concussions. So, not, to, not to interrupt you. No, you're Rico. good. Go ahead. So Chase B says on the text line, come on, you're telling me Miami 2014 wasn't a good memory for the whole game. It was, but like, it was, Amir Abdullah goes, I think, for 229 rushing yards and like four or two TDs, I think. Uh, Armstrong had a Tommy had a, had a pretty good game, uh, but like also that was a Miami team that finished six and seven. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't the, like yes for nostalgia's sake, it was great because it was like ah Nebraska finally we're getting that rivalry. Uh, Nebraska's going to go to Miami the following year, but they're coming here for a primetime game. Yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was it was a good memory, but I mean hindsight being twenty twenty, I understand it was a win over Miami. And you felt you felt good, team. but it was it was a six and seven. My I, I, I want to look it up, and make sure I'm right. Well, it's like the so win they against- were six and seven, and uh, under Al Golden, mm-hmm. they were six oh, and seven Al that Golden. year under, under in 2014, and they lost to Nebraska 41 to 31 that game. The wins for Miami that year: Florida A and M, Arkansas State, Duke, Cincinnati, Virginia Tech, and Pitt. Oof. So yeah, it's not like not a great unfo- Miami. Like team. there's no unfortunately when you another good one would be like for three quarters the Nebraska Michigan game where when but how did it end? Adrian Martinez fumbled it mm-hmm. like that. Like that's just it's nothing against the players specifically. It's just over the last 13 years it's just been tough. That Miami game reminds me of the Oregon game at Memorial yeah. where Tommy had the big run to kind of 100%. win it. Percent. It, it was it felt great at the time, great memory. But then you look back at it. That Oregon team wasn't very good. Well, it's because you're also saying, oh, yes, Nebraska's beating this A top team. 25 team. Yeah, and, and at that time, they were ranked 20, top 25. And, and that's great. But unfortunately, it's like, what what did that do for the program, right? You want to talk about, mm-hmm. you want to be able to look back and see what wins kind of helped out the program in my eyes. And, and unfortunately, the 2014 win against Miami didn't really do a whole lot for me. Mm-hmm. Ohio State was 08. I believe so. I mean, I suppose the biggest comeback in school history. Ohio yeah. State was a good one. That was a pretty good one. That was against a Luke Fickle Ohio State team, though. Once, don't forget that With a backup quarterback, Joe Bowserman. 
it was it was a great win. I'm not trying to take anything away for it from it, but what was what what did it do for the program? What has it done for the program? Made you feel good, and then yeah. nothing. So so if we're just okay, so I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna find the three that so uh, 2011. Damian Stafford was drafted by Tennessee in the seventh round of the 2013 draft. Uh, Randy Gregory was in the 2013 class. Mm-hmm. Arizona Western College transferred to Nebraska, and then a second round uh, draft pick uh, in the NFL. And then uh, where's the last one? Matt Farn. Actually, there's another one. So Matt Farniok, five years in Nebraska, seventh round draft pick in the NFL. And then Cam Jurgens, the 2018 class, uh, move was a tight end. Remember, moved to center, four years in Nebraska, second round draft pick in the NFL. So it's actually four uh, NFL draft picks, but for Nebraska uh, in that in that time, still not great. But um, there's so many. There are so many. People who ended up transferring out of Nebraska during those times that it's just I, I just don't understand really how people can go. I mean, I understand the development portion of it. But when you look at numbers like this and you try to, you know, say 67 recruits, only three, four drafted. But then you don't look at the, the nuance of, you know, 33 of those players didn't finish their careers at Nebraska. Is that on well, Nebraska for a lack of development or is that on um, the, the the coaches for not recruiting the, the best players or putting them in a position to stay at Nebraska to succeed? So under the six under the 67 number, not taking into account what Rico did, uh, where it was, I mean, you, you worried about transfers and things like that. It was basically if they signed, did they get drafted? Um, Nebraska was the worst statistic or was the worst team when it came to Getting got getting four stars, four stars drafted, drafted, and at four point five percent. Well, you take into account. Okay, so the, the, you take into account now Rico's research, and that leaves thirty four that state that were were at was at Nebraska the entire time. Mm-hmm. Three still got drafted. Right, that is good for eight point eight percent. Where does that put Nebraska? Still worst. <laughs> the the second worst is Tennessee. At nine point five percent of their four star players were drafted, so that and that's that's not including the transfers nope. and not including that stuff. Nine point five percent. Nebraska, w- w- not including transfers, was worst at four point five percent of their players, and now, including the transfers, taking that into account, Nebraska's still the worst. Still the worst. at eight point eight, unfortunately, and so it's it's just it, once again it, it might be that evaluation problem. And uh, it, it, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, so, I, Jesse the Plumber asks, how many of those transfers made the NFL? You could oh, go I, through. I, I didn't. So, I didn't do so, that. You could go through. It's so like Wandale Robinson is the first yep. one. I mean, we can do this real quickly yep. here. Uh, Wandale Robinson is one. Let's see. Do 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 do. Tyrod Darian Daniels is on a practice squad. Um, Johnny Stanton. Johnny Stanton was with the Browns. Mm-hmm. He was a quarterback when he got to Nebraska, transferred to UNLV, became a fullback, and now he's in the NFL. Yep. Um, um, neither of those guys. No. I, Avery Roberts might get drafted this year. Yeah, so honestly. Not, think, even then, not, so not great. Wandale Robinson's the only one? Yes. And and he was a... He's the only one. I don't I don't know where Wandale goes if he stays in Nebraska. Where he goes in the draft? I don't think he's drafted. That's, I think that's, he's, I think it's another. That's, un- that's scary. To that's think another about. undrafted free agent. 
Maybe. Maybe. Um, and and so it is what it is. Which Nebraska right. has a decent amount of those, but even then, that's still not yeah. great. Like, Nebraska has a good amount of draft picks. We're not trying to take that away from them. Just Sorry. since two, from Nebraska 2009 to now, there haven't been a it's lot. It's specifically just four stars, though. Yeah, just four stars. So, uh, once again, it's that evaluation, I, I suppose. Let's go ahead and take our final timeout. When we come back, uh, Austin and Strick will join Rico for the crossover. Uh, we'll be back, I'll be back tomorrow as uh, we, we wrap up the uh, the week. Once again, Matt Rule will talk to us at 4. We get to hear a little bit from Frank Solich as well tomorrow. So, all that will be for you right here on 93.7 The Ticket. But stick around. Crossover coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.